Hello, 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 appraisers. Brian Reynolds here. I want to apologize. I've been MIA a little bit lately, been out of action, and I want to apologize uh, to you for that. We uh, we try and do these on a weekly uh, basis, and uh, had some some life kind of hit me upside the head, and uh, and I've been kind of out of action for a little bit. So my apologies. I've had some some personal issues and uh, had to deal with those, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm I'm excited to be back, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe ways of handling some stuff and uh, what's going on with two two o two four twenty twenty four. It's a new year. I'm excited. I hope you are. Uh, come on back. Let's have a conversation and talk all about it. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast, brought to you as always by the great folks over at Appraiser eLearning. You need some education? Check us out at appraiserelearning.com. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on over there. Now, I was uh, also want to thank my sponsor, LIA Administrators and Insurance Services, for your continued support of the Appraisal Update Podcast. And if you're listening to me, don't do it now if you're driving, but you can jump over to the YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube, search Appraisory Learning, and we have a channel there where you can actually see the broadcast. And uh, if you do that, go ahead and hit subscribe and like us for crying out loud. Give us a little review. We love those. But uh, started the started the podcast out saying, you know, we life life happens, and and boy, it has for me over the last 21, 22 days, something like that. Um, we've had a couple of deaths in the family. My mom went into the hospital December 29th. You've, you've heard me talk about my mother on the show, uh, the, her red hat organization, and uh, she's 87 years old and, and she's been doing excellent, but, uh, went into the hospital on December the 29th and had a real scare. Um, while she was in the hospital, um, her husband, uh, ended up, we had to tell you he was non-responsive, had to get him over to the the hospice house there and he passed on uh, on january 1st uh so our our new year's eve was was there and and as a family pretty much saying goodbye and just tough stuff um i also had an aunt pass on the exact same day january 1st one of my favorite aunts on the planet and um and so just just a tough start my mom went back into the hospital she got to attend uh, my aunt's funeral, a little bit of that, and and Mark's, but did not get to go to a service up in Charlestown. So, so that was that was hard as well. She's she's been in and out of the hospital, and uh, she's been diagnosed with cancer, and we'll know more in the coming days. Having a PET scan this week. Um, so you know, I kind of fell down a little bit. Had to deal with some family issues and some family business. You got to deal with the the business side of that. As hard as that is to do when you're when you're trying to grieve. Um, and, um, and so we'll talk about things that you can do to try to dust yourself off and, and bounce back a little bit. It, it's life. It's, it's hard. doesn't matter if they're 120, it's, it's still hard when you lose someone that you love and, and care about. And I want to bring in my uh, good friend, Hal, also a business partner over at Appraiser E-Learning. And uh, Hal's had some stuff going on in his family too. And I know how my heart goes out to you. I know, you, you know, you've had some struggles as well. And uh, so, you know, how, how do you, how do you deal with those days when it's just, I mean, it's hard. It's just hard. It is. Um, you know, <clears throat> my father, um, 
you know, he's my hero. He's the guy that got me into this business. Um, he's the one that told me, Hey, you know what? This is a really good business. You get them on the way up, you get them on the way down. Um, if the market's great, you're going to do appraisals with the markets really bad. You're going to do appraisals. Um, I've watched my dad. I've learned from my dad. I've spent a lot of time with him over the years, obviously. Um, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's a couple of years ago, and it's just really difficult to watch. Um, Kim Green, my wife and I went to Humboldt to visit with uh, mom and dad over the Christmas break. Um, Christmas Day, my dad didn't even recognize me. Um, and it's difficult. Um, and you get wrapped up in, in the immediacy of it. You get wrapped up in the things that have to be done um, with family. There are also, um, I mean, obviously feelings of, of inadequacy, feelings of guilt. Am I doing enough? Have I done enough? Uh, those kind of things. But, you know, you said something in your intro that really struck me because it's a, it's a phrase that I heard a couple of years ago in an interview I was doing on the PI side with a, with a lady who, um, lost her husband to a drunk driver. And I was, uh, asked to go speak to her, uh, and, and see if she would be willing to hear an apology from that driver. Um, and she said to me, she said, I don't have a yes in my heart right now for that. I'm not saying no, but I don't have a yes in my heart. Um, we got to talking, ended up talking for about 45 minutes, an hour. Um, lots of tears shed in the interview. Um, this lady lost her partner of 30 something years to an absolutely, um, just avoidable, situation. Um, she was heartbroken. Um, but she said, I asked her, I said, are you okay? And she said, you know, I'm fine. She said, this is life. It doesn't always work out the way we want it to. It doesn't always happen the way we want it to, but this is life. And our job as human beings is to pick up the pieces and deal with it. Um, when I met her, she was in the front yard, uh, weeding the garden. Um, Anyway, the, the thing I took away from that interview was this is life. This is just, it is life. Um, my dad asked me um, a year ago in one of his lucid moments, he said, why is this happening to me? Mm. And I said, I said, dad, it's just, it's not happening to you. It's happening. And this is just life. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, look, life can be hard. Life can be draining. It can be difficult. Um the thing I do personally is I do some compartmentalization. Um, I, I allow myself to, you know, soak in the misery sometimes, but then I, I put that aside and I get work done. Um, and for me, being at the office doing work is a helpful, it's not a distraction. It's just a helpful thing to do to get my mind right. Um, you know, and, and we were talking earlier today. It's like, getting out and moving the body, exercising, just m doing something other than sitting there spiraling in, in the, the, the sadness of it all sometimes. Um, yeah, it's important yeah. to, to just keep living. And it, and it doesn't really matter, you know, how old they are or how much time you, my dad was 63, dropped dead in the backyard, right? He was doing, doing the yard. We, uh, mom talked him into, you know, let the grandson go out there and mow and, and what should he have done? He should have came in and cooled down and had a glass of lemonade. Instead, he fired up the weed eater and, and you know, just nonstop and, and he dropped dead and, you know, we didn't have a chance to say goodbye or anything else. And, and it, it's just hard. 
you know, I remember at the funeral, my, my doctor, Dr. Ann Johnson, from when I was a little kid, you know, her and her husband had a practice and, and she was my doctor. And uh, as a little kid growing up and uh, she came in and said, what happened? And I said, he's out, you know, I'm frustrated. He's out doing yard work and he dropped dead, you know, and she's like, well, good. I just, I'm, <laughs> that kind of struck me a little bit. I'm like, what? And she's like, Brian, your dad died some, doing something he loved doing. And I just, that made me feel completely different, right? That, that gave me a new, you're right. My grandmother, who was, you know, just, just kind of, we all worshipped her. One of the kids couldn't say Mamma, it came out Mamu, <laughs> and, uh, and she was known as Mamu. She died at 63, had cancer. Uh, she'd be in another room, you'd say, Mamu, and she'd go, who? And uh, the memories, Hal, that I have, I, I cooked, uh, I cook with her copper bottom pot all the time. And, and it's the pot I grab if I'm cooking something, right? But I was a little kid, and, and my mom had us go in, all three boys, called us the boys, and uh, looked at her, and, and, and she, was, she was dying. And uh, she, she reacted to some medicine and came up and coughed, and it scared me. You know, I was nine, ten years old, and I ran out of the room crying. And I told my mom later, I'm like, why? Why did you have me go in there and see Mamu like that? Uh, I, I love Mamu. I don't want to remember her that way. Why did you do that to me? And my mom looked me dead in the eye, and she said, I didn't do that for you. And that put a whole new perspective on, oh, okay, you did that for Mamu. I feel better about that. So, you know, I, we, we've got to just spend as much time as we can and love those around us and, and, and call folks or drop an email, write a letter, go knock on the door and say hello because we never know, right? And it's hard whether, whether, whether they're 120 or whether 63, it's, it's hard. Um, and to your point, yeah, uh, you know, what kind of snapped me out of it a little bit was changing location and, and and, and if you can go to the beach, that's great. You can't, you can't always do that. But if it's, if it's just getting out of the house, for me, I'm in this little bitty house and I, you know, the walls are closing in, it's driving me crazy. Go for a walk, go to the park, walk your dog, just get out of that environment, right? Do some breathing exercises, uh, just exercise in general. Just talk to somebody, pick up the phone for crying out loud, talk to somebody. You've got, you got 24 hours. You've got 24 hours to be blue, and then boom, 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 you got to snap out of it. And, and so I'm excited to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping back into work. I still got to go do some business stuff for my mom once in a while, but um, I had to go get the death certificates the other day, which is not fun. But, but life continues, right? And, uh, and, and we've got to live our life the best we can and, and, and move forward. So talking about that, I'm back at work. I'm ready to roll. 2024 is got to get better, got to get better. And I'm optimistic that it's going to. So what's happening over at Appraiser E-Learning? Um, what, what are we doing? A new classes, new instructor? What's happening over there for 2024? There's a lot going on at Appraiser E-Learning for 2024. We've just got so many fun things going on. I'm teaching a couple of classes uh, this week and next week. Um, I know you've got a bunch of classes on the live schedule coming up in the next couple of months, several months. Um, Pam Teal has a new class. It's, uh, just coming out. We're real excited about that. Um, Kathy Putinat has a class coming out. We're really excited about that. Those are both in the approval process. We've just got a lot of things going on, but not just education. Like, you know, for those of you listening, Brian and I, and the entire team here at Appraiser Learning, we try to stay up on top of 
things that are going on in the industry. So we send somebody uh, to pretty much every industry meeting. Um, you know, Brian and I were at the Arrow conference out in Salt Lake last fall. Um, you know, Arrow's going to be here in Nashville this spring. We'll certainly be there. Um, <clears throat> there's a congressional hearing coming up. The ASB is talking about bias in the appraisal industry. This is the last uh, hearing in that series. I'm going to be there for the hearing. Um, and then the next day on um, January 14th. the February. February the 14th, what I like to call amateur night. Um, other people call it Valentine's Day. Um, we're going to be at the FHA Valuation Modernization Summit. It's a workshop about appraisal issues. Uh, and Brian and I will both be there at that. So, you know, we're, we're trying to stay on top of industry things that are going on. What are some other ones that we're, we're looking at going to? Yeah, yeah, we're and we're excited about all those. And, and just so everybody understands, because a lot of people misunderstand that, it's FHFA, right? FHFA, the uh, regulator for Fannie and Freddie. Right. Uh, so we, we are excited about that. I'll be at TAFAC. Um, that's an advisory council for the Appraisal Foundation, uh, February 1st. Um, we've got a lot going on and then, and then before you know, oh, I've got a webinar coming up, uh, with Mark Calabria, uh, January 31st at one o'clock, one o'clock central standard time. And I know you've talked to Mark, uh, a few times you've had him on the buzzcast, I believe. Mark is a really interesting man. He's, he's an economist by trade. He's super smart. He just wrote a book, um, shelter in the storm, uh, about, uh, how, FHFA handled the financial crisis or the, the COVID-19 crisis and how to handle uh, keeping the markets running during that, that strange time. Um, Mark kind of talks about things from a thousand foot view. Um, he is in favor of appraisers. He is a, he is a pro appraiser um, kind of guy, and he's just a really smart, interesting man. So if you're listening and you want to come in and hear a really smart take on this business from the thousand foot perspective, um, Brian's webinar with Mark Calabria is going to be a really good opportunity to, to learn about kind of how, um, how the regulators and how the people at the top of the food chain think about appraisers. Um, really good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it gives us a lot of insight for 2024. You know, what, what, where are we going? What's, what's, what's on the horizon for the practicing appraiser in, in, uh, in this coming, in the next coming months? So I'm, I'm really excited to have him on January 31st. It's free. The price is right. It's free January 31st at one o'clock central standard time. And that'll be over on the YouTube channel. So be sure you subscribe and, uh, and you'll be in the know for that. And then before you know it, how we've got the conferences, you know, the, the states have some conferences. I'll be in uh, Texas at the beginning of March with uh, the ATA in San Marcos. I know SCPAC has a, has a media, has their conference coming up in uh, February, I think in, uh, I think in Charleston, which what a great place to go. Uh, and then Axe is coming to town, right? We'll be in Colorado Springs for the Axe Conference. That's the Appraiser Conference and Trade Show. And Appraisery Learning partners up with the National Association of Appraiser for that one. It's in Colorado Springs in April, April 20th through the 23rd. And then the next big conference will be our conference, <laughs> the Val Expo. And so talk about that. August 19th through the 21st, we're changing locations. <clears throat> I, 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 let me clarify. We're still in Vegas, right? We're still in Vegas, but we're going to be at a new facility, Hal. Let's talk about that. 
Yeah, so the facility where we've hosted Val Expo for the past several years uh, is going to be under construction. Um, we are going to be hosting Val Expo at Caesars Palace this year. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm looking forward to the new venue. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, it's a great space. Um, and, and we've got a lot of fun things planned for this show. It's going to be the best Val Expo so far. And, 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 and not only are we going to be talking about very significant appraisal issues, we're going to be hearing from thought leaders in the industry. We're also going to host the second annual Val Expo Open. And uh, that's one of the things I'm looking most forward to is Brian and me <laughs> doing the uh, doing the promo video for the golf uh, tournament out there yeah. at Val Expo because I've got a couple of ideas for how to set up the long shot um, for for the putt-putt course. Hey, I can so make it. That's I'm, gonna not, be I'm, I'm not stressed. You, you throw whatever you want at me, I can make that long shot. I'm confident that my putt game is on. I'm going to make it. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. You know, we had uh, we had uh, vendors uh, would sponsor a hole, and then they decorate it in, in different fashions. And we had people put – they had little sand traps. And they had obstacle courses. Uh, we had some really creative – create creative hole designs and it was short notice and now they they know what to expect so and i think we gave some awards for that didn't we did we give a we did and, and we gave a best a best hole award one of the one of the vendors had done um you know putt putt golf you have these obstacles one of the vendors had put up um words you're not supposed to use in appraisals as <laughs> obstacles which is really cute i thought that was a great way to it's a teachable moment and it's sure. fun um it, it was just fantastic so val expo coming up what are the dates brian august august 19th through the 21st uh 2024 right around the corner caesar's At palace las vegas you need to be there it'll be a fun conference and after that september september we're right back in vegas again this will be at planet hollywood not as close as last time so you gotta you got a little time in between but september the 14th through the 17th in Las Vegas, again, at Planet Hollywood. And we, we always like teaming up with NAA to do that. And uh, I know you've, you've done some video talking about the uh, appraisal relief fund, as Mike Brunson calls it, ARF. <laughs> but but tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that, Al. You know, we were talking at the top of the podcast about, you know, things that come up in life that sometimes take you out of your normal course of business. Um, a fire happens at your office building. No fault of your own. Somebody sets a fire by accident. You you lose an office. A hurricane comes through, or you live in Maine and you get coastal flooding. You, your office gets damaged. The appraiser relief fund is there to help appraisers um, through those hard times with with some money to help them. You know, with education, with licensing, with office expenses. Um, there's an application process, but. That's one of the things I love about the NAA and one of the reasons I'm so proud to be a board member is they put a lot of time and effort and the summit is where they raise most of the money for the appraisal relief fund. Uh, they have a couple of fundraisers there and it's just a fantastic, um, it's a fantastic conference, really good people. And the NAA, they're there to support boots on the ground appraisers. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that have, have talked about oh why do i need to join that or what why do they what do they do you know if you come and experience it you get involved you're going to fall in love with the people i mean it it, it really is a, a great community you know we talk about all the time some of these some of these clubs on facebook and social media that are just 
I mean, they're just mean. Let's just face it, right? And and we may have a difference of opinion, but uh, but we're professional and kind and civil. And the folks at NAA really really want you to succeed. I mean, it, it really is a great group. And uh, and if you get if you give it a chance, I, I think you're you're going to find that you really end up loving that association. How don't leave? I've got to say thank you to our sponsor, and then I want to ask you. A question so I'm gonna spring it on you just just hang tight just 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 a second it's an easy question don't don't stress <laughs> you, we were talking about uh, being prepared and and uh, and in the event you had an emergency and listen boy if you don't have ENO coverage uh, you may be really into your eyeballs in an emergency, so don't mess around with that. For 45 years, LIA Administrators and Insurance Services has been offering E&O insurance to valuation professionals just like you. You know, they apply superior customer service, exceptional liability education, and simply unparalleled claim defense. They serve over 10,000 real estate professionals all across the country. They also have commercial bonds, general liability, insurance coverage, as well as cyber liability, and so much more. Do yourself a favor and visit liability.com to learn more about how LIA can help protect you and your business. You don't want to mess around with that, folks. Check out liability.com and see how they can help you out. So, I said it'd be easy, Hal. So we talked about Pam Till. She's a new instructor for appraiser e-learning and love Miss Pam. She just uh, stepped in and, and took took my FHA uh, class over for me when I had a, a family emergency. And so thank you, Miss Pam. I appreciate that. Kathy Putnam, one of my favorite people as well on the planet, just a super nice human being, just great people. And they, uh, they started teaching for us after they attended a little event. And so we... <laughs> We had an instructor uh, training last year. It was it was fabulous, and rumor has it had a little bird flying around tweeting in my ear that we've got an we got another one on the horizon, right? So 2024, talk to us about some instructor training, and if one of my viewers would be interested in teaching instructing a class for appraiser e learning, what's the avenue to do that, Hal? Well, last year we decided to host our first annual I-Corps uh, Instructors Conference and Retreat, I-Corps. Um, and we had a gathering of about 15 people here in Nashville. Some of them were already instructors for us. Some of them were hoping to be instructors for us. It was one of the most amazing um, workshops I've ever been a part of. Um, just we, we had outside people not involved in the appraisal industry, not involved in the... the um, uh, kind of circuit teaching business, uh, but we had actual professional educators come and talk to us about classroom um, tactics and methods that work. Um, Molly Sering came. She's a professional educator here in Nashville. She came and talked about some very practical classroom methods you can use to get people involved, um, involving breaking them to small groups and give them specific tasks to do. Um, we had another young lady come and talk about uh, how to write a course description, how to write a bio. Um, and it's not just um, related to appraisal as much as it is related to how to make presentations, how to deal with the classroom. Brian spoke at the i last year about classroom management, how to handle that one crazy student that's asking all the questions or trying to be an know-it-all. Um, 
look, our goal here at Appraisory Learning is to produce high quality education. Um, that takes time, that takes money, that takes effort. Um, we pride ourselves on the fact that we provide really well-produced education. We have the best instructors uh, in the business. And one of the things we like to do is share with our instructors, you know, best practices for presentations, how to make a slide deck that's not 4,862 bullet points on one page, right? Um, how to communicate better, those kind of things. Uh, it was just a really fantastic event. Um, June 2 through 4 here in Nashville is the tentative date that we're looking at for hosting i 24. If you would like to teach for appraisory learning, please plan on joining us in Nashville June 2 through 4 for the, or the um, Instructors Conference and Retreat. Uh, we'd love to have you here. Um, it's, it's a really, really impactful uh, and meaningful time with um, like-minded instructors. ICOR 2024, you're going to love it. Uh, highly encourage you, even if you're just considering a little bit, to check it out. There, there is a cost associated with that. These, you know, it takes a lot to put these things on. So there is, there will be a registration fee. But um, I tell you, I've, I've been to instructor training uh, from the IAAO, from IFA, the Appraisal Foundation, the Columbia Institute. This has been my favorite. Uh, it, you know, I've listened to PhDs talk about, you know, adult learning and, and way to grasp someone's attention and, and how to handle the troubled student and there all kinds of different techniques and how you, you, you guys put together one little session and, and we put you on, we want to see your teaching style. We want to see how you present in front of a live audience. I mean, that's what you're going to be doing. And so... Uh, and, and, and let me, let me say this, if you are someone that is a writer, right, you're, you're a developer, you have something to say, but you're not comfortable standing up and presenting, well, we can help you with that. We can kind of overcome some of that. But if you're like, no, 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 I just, that's not my thing, right? That's not my thing. The writing, that's fine, right? We, we can have you write and get your content, get your message out. And we'll have somebody else present it. We're, we're happy to do that as well. But um, if you're just a little unsure, we can, we can help you along um, to get better and to have that confidence. You know, I, my brother's an actor and, and, uh, and a director and, and local community, but he's done, he's done some movies and commercials and different things. He drove me into a few. And uh, he said, Brian, I couldn't do what you do. And I said, what are you talking about? And he's like, I said, you're in front of a live audience or a TV camera all the time. He said, yeah, but I have a script. And I rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And there's something to be said about rehearsing, right? But, but it's a meaningful, powerful story when you're, when you're telling story on, on what some people call them war stories, right? But they have to be relevant to the content. Don't just go off on a tangent and never circle back around to the content. But one of the things that you guys did, Hal, is you had you had a five-minute presentation for everyone there, and they had to do something on vulnerability. And I'm like, what is this stuff? What is Hal doing? <laughs> you know? I mean, I want to know these guys know uh, appraisal theory and what the economic principles are. And, you know, they're if they're representing us and they're going to teach appraising, I want to make sure they know something about content. And you're like, no, 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 no. trust me on this. And it was the most amazing thing I saw. Talk, talk just briefly a little bit about that because it was pretty incredible. The idea was to have each person in the instructor workshop 
um, do a short three to five minute presentation that shows vulnerability and has a takeaway. Um, and you know, I had my story that I'd worked on for several weeks. We gave these assignments well ahead of time. Um, I was shocked at the, by the end of the morning, there were, there had been many tears shed in the room. There's some very, very, very personal stories told, but they all had a takeaway. And here's the thing. If you're teaching appraisers, for instance, when I teach my, um, review class, I tell a couple of war stories that show that, you know, I've made mistakes in the past too. Sure. They sure. happen. Um, and when you, as a teacher, share your vulnerability with the students, the people that are there to learn, um, I think if you do it genuinely and you openly just say, hey, I screwed up back here. I did this thing, you know, I, whatever. It's helpful to let them know that you're a human being too. Um, when, a, when an instructor gets up and says, you got to do everything the way I do it. I've never made a mistake. I don't make mistakes. My stuff is always perfect. It's like, oh, come on. Nobody right. believes that, right? Right. right. Um, so th we had another assignment that we had talked about and we'd handed out the night before. And we just, we got so wrapped up into that one that we didn't do the other one. Everybody went home. We're, we're yeah. just like, all right, we're done. Um, but it's an amazing experience um, to be in, involved in I-Corps. And if you want to teach for Praise Relearning, check it out. As soon as we have it on the website, Brian will mention it on his podcast with you know specific dates and details for how to sign up. Um, but as soon as we launch it, and you, if you have in, any interest in teaching with appraisal relearning, sign up. There's limited space. We we can't have too many people in these rooms. So sign up, get it get it nailed down, and we'd love to see you in Nashville for that. Yeah, you're not going to want to wait because, as Hal said, it's it's going to be a limited a limited <clears throat> number of folks. We want this to be you know a smaller intimate group. And I'll tell you the 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 exercise that he's describing it was incredible. Not 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 only was was the audience members crying. Some of the some of the people up delivering their their um, presentation got teary-eyed and uh, one lady sitting over here said stop stop I can't cry anymore <laughs> she said stop and uh, but I will say this not only did it did it uh, let us see a little bit inside the individual speaker right and there were certain speakers up there that were like I want to come give you a hug right now right uh, but it it Everyone that was there left that building with a sense of community. I mean, there is no question. We all felt very close when we left there as a group. And it, it was a very eye-opening and rewarding experience for me. And, and I think we only got good responses from all the attendees. So as Hal mentioned, if you're interested, even the least bit interested in doing some uh, instruction for appraisory learning, uh, come join us, and we'll get you more details uh, coming coming very very soon on that. But uh, don't delay because once those seats fill up, we'll we'll be done for 2024, and we'd love to love to have you in Nashville. Uh, how any any last minute things, or if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of Mr. Howe? The best way to get in touch with me is by email. It's Hal H A L at storyboardemp.com we'll share that in the um in the description below this video uh it'll also be in the podcast description on the podcast service um again it's hal at storyboardemp.com um and seriously if you have any interest in teaching for appraisal learning we'd love to hear from you we'd love for you to come to nashville uh, and spend some time with us this summer and again to produce 
relevant, new, updated education takes a lot of time and a lot of money. And we are committed to producing well-produced, meaningful education that people, quite honestly, Ben Maxwell said it the other day, he said, we've broken the CE barrier. We've had several webinars over the past year that were not for CE. They were specific topics that appraisers wanted to learn about. And we sold out several of those webinars because we want to provide education that is stuff that you want to learn, not just because you have to learn. Enough of the sales pitch for appraisery learning. Yeah, that being said, we are bringing back the appraisal report webinar. That was a monthly webinar, typically the fourth Thursday of every month. And uh, we got Mark on January 31st. That's that's uh, not the fourth Thursday, but that's uh, when we could fit that in. We did uh, we did talk to uh, Scott Cullen, and we've already locked him in for February. That's February the 22nd. That'll be back at 10 a.m. So we're excited to have Scott Cullen on. He's uh, he's great at what he does. Just a super nice guy. You guys are going to love him. And those web webinars are interactive, right? They're live, and you, as the audience member, can type in questions or comments, and we want your interaction. So please join us on those uh, appraisal report webinars. We'd love to have you. So, uh, Hal, thanks for your time. I know we got a magazine coming out soon and uh, some some good stuff there uh you want to give a plug for the magazine real quick before i hang up on you yeah appraisal buzz magazine comes out once a year we're really proud of the content in this magazine we have some really amazing writers working our articles right now and appraisal buzz does kind of a double duty it serves as the program and schedule for uh, valuation expo as well as just having a lot of heart you know hearty meaty material in there for boots on the ground appraisers so yeah appraisal buzz magazine coming out uh later this summer Hal, thanks so much for taking the time out to join us today uh, love on your dad uh hope you have some good good uh good times with him in his in his final days and uh, we all need to love on one another uh, because you never know if if uh if we're going to watch them uh in a state like that or if they're going to drop dead in the backyard doing the yard work we just never know Hal, thanks for being here my friend Thank you, Brian. Always good to see you. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast brought to you by Appraiser eLearning as always. LIA administrators, thank you for your continued support. If you'd like to be on the program, reach out to me at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at appraisereLearning.com. Or if you know someone that would be a good guest, we'd love to have them on. Until next time, stay warm out there, folks. It's been crazy cold. Uh, I hope business is picking up for you. Hang on there. I think 2024 is going to be a good year. I think it's the comeback of the boots on the ground appraiser. At least I'm hoping for that. Uh, until next time, stay safe and happy appraising. The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser eLearning.